Welcome back to the Dune Hippie Podcast, episode number seven. After a couple of weeks off, finally we are here with another episode. I've taken a hiatus. I've been out in the woods. It's Michigan deer season now. Trying to uh, learn some ropes. I've uh, never actually hunted in my life. 30 years old, lived in Michigan, and I've never hunted white-tailed deer. So I've got a buddy that's been taking me out, showing me the ropes, and we've been investing a lot of time in the last couple of weeks, and that's uh, where I've been. So getting back to making a few days here and there. I've been unsuccessful so far, so that is why it's been taking me so long, but I got to make a few days to get a podcast out. So we are here. We got Rob Routley in. Rob is somebody that I actually went to high school with and uh, didn't actually really know him a whole lot in high school, just kind of knew of him um, and knew of him for what he could do on a BMX bike. So definitely was excelling at a level much higher than the average uh, person uh, that I knew in school. So uh got to take that and uh chose to start making money with his uh bike after high school and uh that's the career path that he chose. So all these years later it's cool to get him in here and kinda actually get to finally talk to him and see what he's been up to and uh see what it's like to he's been uh, all the way to Istanbul riding his bike and getting paid to do it to riding with Nitro Circus and uh just pretty cool, all sorts of things getting paid uh even to the point of going on tour and living out of a van to do tours and just driving around show to show uh what the life is like and um coming back to you know fremont here in west michigan fremont um that's kind of where he's from that's where he's back he's back in nuego area right now um but another reason i brought him on the show is for the interest that he has in some cars he's got this uh niche little love for these sc400s he's kind of picking them up um they're pretty cool he's kind of getting into uh there's i don't know much to say there's not a that i know of uh michigan west michigan drift scene i think there's a lot of people starting to really show interest in it i'm kind of one of those it's really starting to pique my interest so we get in here we get really talking about a lot of cars and a lot of different stuff he's got he just picked up some uh i can't even remember what the name of it is some right hand drive car we get talking about it i'm not gonna say i'm an expert on cars and especially imports it's kind of a newfound interest that I'm finding. So, um, pretty dope. This podcast really doesn't have much new talk. Not uh, we get a little bit about the truck, but this is kind of a meant to be a podcast to break it up and show some different interests and different things going on in West Michigan. And Rob Routley is someone that's doing some pretty badass things right out here out of West Michigan. So, this is the Dune Hippie Podcast, episode number seven with Rob Routley. Hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Pretty much born and raised in Fremont, Michigan. Um, rode the BMX bikes at the skate park almost every day after school. And then my senior year, I moved to Milwaukee. Uh, well, just after graduation, I guess. I skipped my graduation ceremony and everything. <laughs> just like, all right, time to go, which was actually pretty cool because um, it set me up for the right place at the right time. I moved to Milwaukee the next morning. I woke up to get some, like, go out and get a cup of coffee on my bike. And a block away, there was some ramps set up in the street. And I wasn't really sure what was going on. So I went down there and with my buddy, and his name's Jay Kenke. We're like pretty good friends. Um, he's from Wisconsin too. So that's why I moved over there, was to meet up with him. And, anyways, dudes are down there riding the ramps. And I was like, yo, <laughs> I can. I got my helmet. I can ride bikes. I do all the tricks. Uh, can I ride the show? Sure enough. 
they gave me the okay and I rode the show. And after the show, they were like, hey, you want to get paid to ride bikes and travel for the rest of your life? And now that... It was one, so it was just like a one-show thing. There was not even like much set up, just, just like fell right... Yeah, like you said, perfect place. Perfect right timing, time, yeah. Um, my buddy Jake and I went down there and they actually didn't have anybody to do backflips during the show for that one. And him and I could both flip really well, so... They were like, yeah, you can definitely ride the show. And then that happened. <laughs> nice. That's sick. So what was like the experience then of like the first show? What kind of what kind of level of tricks were you already at then of, uh, I guess at that point, were you still amateur level of just doing stuff on your own of just, yeah, going to a skate park from after high school, all that type of stuff, just still just, I mean, because you got to be at some type of level just to get asked to jump ramps. Right. Uh, yeah, I would say I was, I wrote a few contests, um, Gatorade free flow contest was going around on around that time. Um, I could flip and do some basic tricks, but I don't, I don't know. I guess that was like right when I started escalating really quickly with okay. bigger tricks, like flip tricks and um, things that I had to use a foam pit for. I guess okay. you say, you know? So I guess, so coming out of like West Michigan, something I'm curious with, like growing up for me, motocross, definitely like winter time. It's like I'm shut down. It's I got into the point the last couple of years I was really riding a lot. I was traveling south. Yeah, I bought a diesel van. I had a seven three van all decked out. I was going south as much as I could all my vacation. You know, I'd Sweet. yeah, working nine to five, so it's like two weeks of vacation mm-hmm. that was booked for moto vacations in the winter to try to just keep some sort of decency of riding. So coming out of West Michigan, what what kind of really elevated your skill level? Did you get a lot of it in West Michigan or was there a big move to like, I got to go somewhere else to get the training I need to, to get to that next level. My, uh, my junior and senior high school, I went to, well, during the summertime anyways, I went to this place called Lake Owen. It's in Wisconsin. Okay. Northern, pretty much right on the border of the UP in Wisconsin. Okay. And, uh, that was my first time where I got to ride a foam pit and resi, which is plastic over the, landing so that way you get to actually slide out instead of you sticking yeah it just helps with uh and that was what right after high school during high school during high school okay so my junior and senior year during the summertime it's kind of like a, a summer camp okay uh i'd go there for two weeks at a time and it just had everything you could dream of foam pits resis yeah pros so compared there. to like I mean, I know the Fremont Skate Park growing up from, yeah. I mean, we went to the same high school, so <laughs> I went there a few times in my uh, little couple fake eras of a month of, I think I'm going to get into bike and all that type of stuff, but I mean, yeah, to even progress from that type of park level to, yeah, then all of a sudden be at a point of you have foam pits, all this resources. Yeah. Big you're, ramps, everything. You're and, excelling crazy much faster. Right. And there was pros, like at the time, pros there too as um, counselors. So okay, they'd help you learn tricks and. So what's kind of the setup of one of those camps? I guess I'm I've always like Woodward. heard you know heard of Woodward, but what is actually like you're waking up and literally just like training and hundred percent focus every day is on perfecting your craft. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, what's like I guess like a day in the life of being at a camp like that at that age? Um, they had it all pretty much set up where you woke up, went to breakfast, then you got to ride. Uh, either they had dirt jumps there, they had skate parks, they had um, indoor skate parks, they had like mini ramps set off to the side. So when you went there, it wasn't just that one group of BMXers that you're with. It's 
a few other groups of BMXers, and then there's skateboarders there too. There's inline skaters, and it's a gymnastics camp. So it's it, Lake Owen is actually a sister of that Woodward camp you're talking about. Okay, but it got shut down like I don't know how many years ago, probably like back in like 2013 or 14. Okay, because after high school, I went back there as a visiting pro and a camp counselor to like help. Okay, you know, kind of uh, full 360 kind of thing. Correct, yep. Okay. But then so, that was the last year that they they were open. was like way back then. No, okay. So then uh, I guess let's get back to like that day. Yeah, they ask you to come on tour and start that type of stuff. So what kind of, uh, I guess, yeah, what was that like getting t- kicked off? Was that <clears> like, uh, what kind of was tour life? Yeah, were you booking it in the van yourself? Were you hopping along with a crew? Like what kind of was life like being a... Uh, pro bmxer on a tour um so i just started out and the first two weeks or three weeks of being on that show team it was called division bmx um we did a lot of like local shows i was at the time still in an apartment in milwaukee with my buddy jake so pretty much the dude micah kranz he's the owner of division and now he's actually the nitro circus announcer big guy big beard um He's a real cool guy. He's the one that like basically asked me if I wanted to ride bikes the rest of my life. Okay. Um, he would text us the day before, hey, we got a show. Be ready at 5 a.m. I'm going to pick you up. And he, he had an excursion with a 7.3 in it, Yo. diesel. We'd all jump in there and head to the show. And like the first couple of weeks, it was pretty local. Milwaukee or like an hour or so traveling, you know, maybe Chicago. Because it was almost every day there's shows, like different places. Oh, okay, even during the week? Yeah. So what kind of, where were the shows at? Were you doing like this, like, I know, like school stuff? Or were you doing, yep. okay, that type Tons of stuff? Tons of school shows. Um, and then a lot of county fairs, because it's like for the 4-H fairs and stuff, we'll set up in the middle of the. Okay, yep. And like, they, so they've got stuff going on every day when they're going on. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden one day it was, hey, we're sending you to Chicago today to get your passport. Because we're flying you out to Istanbul, Turkey. Oh, nice. And that was like, the I don't know, a couple months into it. So, all of a sudden, it was just like, whoa. It got really real Going, real like, quick. international with it? Yeah, yeah. No, dope. How was it? So, then, yeah, how was it? Uh, God, I can't even imagine, yeah, being paid to be, already getting paid to ride your bike, which you've already done for now. Like, that, just in that itself is probably, like, just getting the grasp of it. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's, you're going international, flying to other countries to do this. Right. And it was still... Because I was kind of entry level still, so I wasn't getting a lot of money at the time, but it was enough to travel the world. To and, worth yeah, it, yeah, you know. Um, and then I started getting some injuries. That's kind of slowed some stuff down real quick. Yeah, I um, guess. Yeah, trying to. So yeah, you're probably starting to step the bar up a little bit higher now. Right, I'm yeah. riding with better people and everything, so yep. stuff's bigger, risk is higher. Yep. Um, so I think my first injury. I was doing Monster Jam, so like Monster Truck halftime shows. Okay. And we have this golf cart ramp. It rolls out, sits down real cool and everything. Uh, And I just, adrenaline rush, man, like my first big arena show. And I came pedaling out into the arena and there's 13,000 people, you know, yelling. Just going off, lights, pyro, all the the whole thing. Right. And I'm pedaling, still pedaling, still pedaling, like jump this ramp and i'm pedaling in the air i just drill and rush so bad you know <laughs> just like forgot what yeah you're doing. totally 100 percent just gone <laughs> pretty much you could put like two of the ramps 
back to back and oh, i would have just, just cleared it right so we're in a train which is where there's more than one person right in a row okay yep. and i was going first so i jumped second dude jumped the third guy jumped but the second guy landed right rode away myself and the third guy landed at the same time and i just <laughs> so you're all the way to flat when you land yeah yeah for sure broke my frame on my bike like broke my collarbone oh jeez, man knocked out just that's the one thing the thing with me with coming from dirt bikes to bikes i could never get it because i transitioned i got too used to suspension and not being able to learn how to soak landings and i i mean i still struggle i mess around with like more of a hardtail mountain bike now Mm -hmm. and i'm like get on the pump track just like i'm still working on that stuff because it's like man i just got way too used to suspension and dirt bikes just oh you're short no big deal just more throttle clip it yep yeah, on that bike, you got to be perfect on that stuff, those landings and to pull, and especially at that type of level, pulling that type of way. Because what kind of, I guess, what did you land a flat? Was it like plywood or was it plywood with like rubber over it? It was like super sticky clay. So you just stuck. Oh, you just lay like, out long Stuck, yeah. Right into it. So was that be after the turkey trip or before then? After. That was after. So what was it then like going over to Turkey then with the bike crew? So what kind of stuff was compared to America tours versus what kind of places were you setting up over type of, over there? What were they bringing over there for? Um, that show, it was just a one show thing, but I was out there for a week. It was pretty cool. So we got to ride around. Okay. Total third world country. Like the hotel was, the hotel on the strip right there was pretty much the only place with electricity, running water. Okay. Uh Istanbul on the European side, super touristy. It's like, but then you cross a bridge into Turkey and it's, it's totally different. Okay. And there's not money there. Right. So, but they had an arena there and there's, um, a candy bar. That's also like an energy bar called Metro bar. And they flew us out. It was dirt bike freestyle motocross show and a BMX freestyle show. And there's some like Turkish, uh, DJ. Okay. So, um, it was uh, just basically a thing for that candy bar company. But mm-hmm. when during the show, they filmed like a whole commercial and everything for TV and whatnot. And the craziest thing was uh, we hit maximum capacity for the arena. And uh, there's probably like 5,000 or 6,000 people outside still. And they started riding. And they so, couldn't get in. Yeah. So they let them in. And so it wasn't just the seats were packed. It was like the s- people were sitting on the stairs. People were standing on just the railing. People could find space. They just let yeah, them yeah. It was, it was insane. Uh, so I mean, yeah, is, is that something they're not normally packing a stadium like that at any event over there? Yeah, it's just yeah. something they've just never seen before. Right. Oh yeah. So that like we'd ride our bicycles around town, and there's kids that have never even seen a bicycle before, like not geez. in a magazine or on TV or anything See, that's that's yeah that's some life-changing like experience stuff and right to get paid to do that too to get paid to go see that stuff firsthand that's pretty nuts yeah yeah that's there's experiences i don't have i mean i see it in some documentaries but that i mean yeah to actually go and probably just see that and go holy cow that's nuts yeah you're right like people were dumping their their uh well i don't know what you call them pea pots and pans or whatever out the windows and Three times a day. Yeah, I mean, even just that. The fact that people don't even think this is like, yeah, like no septic. I mean, there's no septic. Yeah, most septic is just on the street yeah, most of the time. Brick roads, yeah, everything. Just dump it out and the rain washes it away if it rains. Yeah, it is insane. It was pretty crazy there. So, so I guess then uh, 
after getting type of hurt then what kind, what was it like uh I know I don't know the timeline. I you know, I guess I've always I've kept an eye on like your just the stuff you do because it's just stuff I'm interested in too, especially I think the thing I really started noticing is probably more of the car stuff you're doing, kind of like the drift okay. stuff and so is some of the stuff coming out of like when you had injury downtime, like you're trying to come up with other avenues. You it seems like you you know, it's not like you're just like, Oh, I'm just putting all my eggs in BMXing and trying to get my skills up. You know, you've started a company now, you're into cars, mm-hmm. you know, you're gotten a dirt bug now, I know. So you're into a lot of other different things too. Is yeah. that coming out of injuries or has that just been something later? Well, so like back when I was three, my dad bought me a, a Honda Z50. And okay. from there I raced, I was, I've been champion at Big Air Motocross, Grand Motocross, like Moreland's, all that stuff. I raced. Okay. The SGO stuff? Did all you of it. That? I did it yeah. all, man. I, I was pw50 i was getting the whole shots and back then sj would do like the hudson or what's it hudsonville yeah hudsonville motorsports yeah, we we're probably at the same places because yeah i raced all that stuff too well right. definitely the like nuevo county muskegon county anything in those like yeah big air sjo's and then yeah maybe like the holland the hudsonville that was about as far i mean my dad didn't get too crazy into wanting to travel but at least that stuff it was the same type of thing all that type of stuff yeah at the time i wasn't maybe as champion and as good but (laughs) i was just fast back then i'm not good anymore uh but i did but still yeah i started young started really young yeah my dad got me into into everything and i remember like real young he bought me or bought a bmx bike and one thing I remember him doing is like a 360 on flat ground. And this is when I was super young and that kind of blew my Your dad my... was doing this? Yeah. Yeah, that's well, okay. That's right. pretty gnarly. This was like a long time ago too. Yeah. Well, for me anyways. But um, but then, so after motocross, you know, like my dad definitely talked to me about cars and everything my whole life. He showed me, he's had a few like Fox Body Mustangs and um, he had IROCs. Two or Z, I don't remember what what those okay, are. I think so it's a pretty big, like '80s type of nostalgia cars. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like Fox Bodies, I Americans, yeah, <coughs> all the stuff that was cool, '80s, '90s, even that era. Yep. And then, um, so when I was 11, my dad crashed his four wheeler and became a quadriplegic, so paralyzed from the chest down. Um, and he was kind of like the dude that drove me to practice and brought me to races and paid for a lot of my things and that obviously came to a pretty quick stop yeah um there was nobody else to step up to take that much respect that's a ton of responsibility yeah to yeah. keep a kid going right racing it's not cheap no or, or plus easy. just exactly if he's the mechanic he's the washer he he's the driver mm-hmm. all that type of stuff and yeah now that's yeah he's right. got to figure all that out yeah so um i think i went on for like another two or three years mainly just racing bigger at that point i was on a 85 um just local events um and then so about like 14 or so i bought my first bmx bike so i didn't really start riding bmx until i was like 14 okay. or 15 kind of just like if there's a will there's a way just yeah two wheels avenues yep right um yeah i bought bmx bike then that's basically escalated. Oh, to the cars. That's when the cars came in too, is because I started going to the skate park. And have you heard of Kyle Olson? Uh, his mom. I, f- I feel like I've heard that name. His mom's name. a teacher, or like assistant teacher at Daisy Brook, I want to say. Okay. Real tall guy, blonde hair. Um, Kaylin Olson. 
Yep, maybe that sounds more familiar. Okay, that's that'd be her brother. Okay. Um, one day I showed up to the skate park. I was like, "Yo, dude, try this this a transfer, you know, like quarter to quarter pipe. Like it's okay. actually the quarter pipe to the mini ramp." Okay. Yep. There's a transfer there, and so he became like a mentor to me real quick. Um. Okay, just showing you some stuff, escalating your BMX skills. Right. Right. And one day he pulls into this into the skate park parking lot, all like drifting you know i didn't really know what it was back then and this car that you just bought and i was like what is this you know this thing's okay, sweet that was, that was like the year the moment yeah the ball went off it was like holy hell yep. what the hell is this it was a uh, an 89 nissan 240 sx hatchback yeah of like, course it was a 240 i mean this, yeah yeah <laughs> and i was what and uh he goes yeah man give me the rundown i was like i want one of these like this is sweet yeah and then he started showing me like all these drift videos and blah 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 and uh so then one day he's like yeah i've been trying to get this one from a guy up in hesperia like random most random spot for a 240 to be i think anyways yeah and uh out for the dude a couple grand wouldn't let me buy it and uh so that was that and one day i brought it up to my stepdad he's like where is it at and i told him where it was at he's like let's, let's go get it and Kyle came with us and knocked on the dude's door and they, I guess they knew each other. And the guy goes, yep, that's my son's car. He owes me 400 bucks in rent. So it's yours for $400. Oh, wow. Sweet. Same thing. Yeah. You got a right time, right place. Yeah. (laughs) And it was from California, rust free, like no dents. It was a, uh, 92, 240 coupe, twin cam K manual, everything. Got it back home, started up rod knock. So I rebuilt the motor, um, started back up. Drove around the block, another rod knock, ended up throwing a rod out the, right out the block. <laughs> so I was like 15, 16, just not knowing what I was really doing. Yeah, just trying, figuring it out. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up finding out that the oil pump was bad, whatever, bought another motor, rebuilt it, put it in, drove that car until I was 18. I actually moved to Milwaukee and all that. So the whole time... I moved to Milwaukee in like a drift car, got it out. Yeah, got it out. That was what you were driving, <laughs> throw the BMX on top yeah. of it and just run around. Right. So that, that's what got me into cars real good or whatever. And then um, when I was 18, I smashed that car, doing about 120, hit a patch of water, lost it into a bunch of trees. Um, was that car set up to where, was it like a street drift car? Did it have a cage or harness or seats or anything? In no. It? Just... Set up to just, yeah, street drift. I yeah, I was still, like, not really, like, more of a wannabe drifter, I guess you'd say. So, it was just gutted. That was it. Yeah, just, just gutted down. Yep. Uh, open diff, lowering springs. How'd you come skate out of that? Car's total loss, I would imagine. Yep, yep, gone. Yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. You come out of it? How'd you come out of it? Perfectly fine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was crazy. Man. Like, the passenger door was touching the center console and stuff. <laughs> and I've I- had a couple of them moments where it was just, like, I had one where I flipped the truck three times and I was pinned to the... It was a single cab bench seat truck, wow. and I got knocked unconscious, and I woke up. I don't know how long I was out, but I woke up in a ditch, and I was pinned to the seat. The roof was pinned to my back, and I was laying down on the side, and my seatbelt was still on and everything. And yeah, I was just like, okay, I mean, I, should be, I shouldn't have woke up right now, but uh, I guess I'm going to get some cell service. And on top of this, I was down. It was Maple Island, so I had no cell service. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. I've had a couple of them where you just like... Well, okay, yeah, the car's just metal. I'll figure it out. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but something helped. Yeah. But 
And so then, getting out of then that total loss on that, then yeah, what do you have to do? You find something else, and so that's right. Actually, when I was coming out of my first injury with uh, BMX, okay. um, it was springtime, and I was whatever I was broken collarbone, so I couldn't do much. I was just tinkering on my car and okay. got it running prime for a couple minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and then so at that point I moved back to Milwaukee. Um, didn't have a car or anything, just, uh, basically couch surfing for a little bit, doing shows. Um, then something else happened. I can't remember what it was though. I think I broke my other collarbone. No, I broke this one again. Okay. So would you come back and then pretty shortly right after you come back, you had another injury right again? Yep. It was, uh, same collarbone. Um, so found another 240, bought that. So the same thing. Yeah. You're yeah, back injured again. Yeah. Not back in my tours. mom's house. Yep. And, but that one was healed up super quick. It was like a month. Okay. Um, I bought that 240 manual, swapped it, drove it down to Indianapolis. I was living with Tyler Mott. Okay. You know Tyler yep. Mott, right? Yep, yep. Okay. And Allie. Yep. yep. Yeah. I used to go down there for Supercross with them. I'd hit them up and we'd stay down at Supercross when they were living down there. Yep. Perfect. That's when you, this is probably the same apartment. Yep. Yeah, probably. Uh, so I was living down there for a little bit. Met a couple of BMX dudes down there. I was still, actually, I wasn't even doing shows then. I, it was my first time of like almost the seeing like it's too good to be true, like injuries. You know, we don't have health insurance. Like we don't have. Okay. Yeah. See, anything. Are you kind of contemplating, I guess, kind of where you're at of, yeah, yeah. am I going to go back? How's this going to work out? Getting injured again? Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. You're in an industry where it's like it only works if you're showing up and you're at the shows and yeah, there's if no you're clocking in. Yeah, if you're sitting on the couch, you ain't getting shit. Right. So I think I went probably like six months or so working at a bike shop, performance bicycle in Indianapolis. Okay. Um, just wrenching on bikes, and I couldn't take it anymore. I was like going to the skate park and stuff, but it just wasn't. It was just the same thing over and over, you know, repetitive nine to five type deal. And I just couldn't handle it anymore. So um, I moved to Muncie, Indiana. And I moved there. I was there probably like two weeks. Crash and broke my collarbone again. Oh, geez. So three times in a row now. Yep. Yep. So moved back to my mom's house. And some random dude hit me up uh, called Fade Clothing Company or something like that. I don't really remember. It was back in like 2012 or 13, I want to say. Okay. Um, I was like, yeah, man, I'll pay you a salary. Just come out, rep the clothes, uh, whatever. You know, I was like, deal. You know, do the meeting stuff, whatever. You know, you got promotion. Yeah, I finally got something going again where it's income revenue, riding bikes. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, but I didn't have any money. Uh, I was just healing up and whatever. So I sold my gold, or it was a gold 240. So I sold that, moved out. I was like, I'm going to Austin, Texas. So it's going to be, that's right. where the guy was from. Sorry, it was Austin, Texas. Uh, so I was like, I'm just going to go find a rust free one down there. No problems. Moved down there and it turned out, you know, it turned into being like, basically, a, yeah, I'll write you a check next week. Yeah, I'll get you a check next week, next week, next week. So, Ended up just not ever happening and um, started working at a bike shop down there called Bicycle Sports Shop, just building bikes. Uh, and I stayed in Austin, Texas for 
I want to say a solid like year, maybe two years, not even writing shows. Just and hustling back to working a job, hustling, getting a paycheck. Yep, money. yep. Didn't have a car, just pedaling my bike around town. Like, I was 20, 21 years old. Yeah. Just, so were you still actively, were you just using your bike as transport? Or were you yep. still actively, like, riding BMX tricks a lot? Oh, yeah, yeah, doing? every day, okay, every day. So. I was a local down at, there's a place called Ninth Street Trails. It's okay. dirt jumps, like, dirt right jump in the stuff. middle of the city okay. of Austin, Texas, and they're, like, super old and... Uh, well respected. I don't know how else you'd say that, but like okay. they're taking care of. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're yeah those jumps. Aren't People going come from around the world to go ride those things, okay. just because they're that's how like known they are. I guess you'd say. Um, okay. but I don't know. Two years, whatever. I actually bought a Nissan Hardbody, the D twenty one pickup truck. After okay, a little yeah, while, yep. slam that because it has a single cam K motor, just like a two forty. Okay. So that thing was pretty sweet. Ended up trying to swap over. Okay, because I knew quite a bit about 240s at this point. I had probably yeah, like five of them. Yeah, them a bunch. Yeah. Built, a, built a motor. Yeah. So pulled the motor, rebuilt it, and through research and whatnot, they said that the 240 intake manifold, you get more horsepower out of them. So I swapped that onto it, tried to figure out the wiring, Turned the key forward and smoke rolled out from under the dash, and that's about <laughs> when I gave up on that project because yeah, something fried wiring. Something. I'm not good at. So right then, pretty much, I think it was like the same day. My buddy Jason Rowe, um, I rode shows with him. He's a freestyle motocross dude. He runs flat out freestyle um, okay. out of Wakanda, Illinois, and uh, he hit me up. He's like, "Hey, dude, you want to come ride some shows? BMX shows." Two weeks long, uh, I think it was a blue, yeah, it was the Bluegrass State Fair in uh, Kentucky, Louisville, no, Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. And then that so one, at this point, you're still out of, in Texas? Yeah. Okay. But I had nothing, like I had nothing tied to me at this point, so I was, all I had to do was pay rent. So, um, two weeks turned into a couple months, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's the dude I bought my van from. Okay. My, yeah, my diesel van. Diesel van right. So I just bought it from him. No, actually I was touring with him and he was, he just bought a motor home. So he was driving the motor home. I was towing ramps with the van. So it was still his, but I started driving it, living in it basically. Cause it was like fully built to live in. Yup. And then that's when the whole van life thing started. And... That was in 2015. Okay. Um, and I was dating some chick. Uh, we split up, so I was, like, full-on, like, packed all my stuff in the van. Okay, so you had no ties, and you actually did. You lived out of the van just doing yep. shows, doing yep. the full van life. Had no connection anywhere. Right. Okay. So, yeah, how long were you doing that? What was that like, doing just tours and living out of the van? <laughs> well, at the time, I was, like, 22, 23. And I was just full on, like, th- thinking I was full rock star life, dude. Like, gold watch, rolling around in this diesel <laughs> yeah. van with 20s, and, you know, paid, bumping. paid to ride bikes. Yeah. So. I, didn't, I didn't have any responsibilities. Like, I just had basically a safe full of cash. Because I, I get paid cash mostly. And okay. Just living, I guess, but not really because I, I had a kind of a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're you living the full life, party yeah. life, just everything about it. But that... My buddy Jason Rowe, I was hanging out with him mostly, doing shows for him, and 
we just it was strip clubs and bars every <laughs> night. It was basically paycheck to paycheck. It wasn't like you weren't saving up and buying real estate. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't have any cars. I didn't have anything. It literally just. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I guess you if you're living out of the van, it's like I mean, how much stuff can you? You know, you can't like buy physical things. Yeah. You know, it's not you know what can you spend the money on so then it comes into experiences you start spending all your money on experiences yeah which was really really cool um and with it being a the seven three i'd never had to pay any kind of like uh mechanic stuff or anything because oh yeah it was i mean uh, i had never broke down <laughs> yeah when i was doing moto stuff i had one of those i had one i had bought a gas one to start like a four six yeah and i when i was just started driving around locally but eventually, once I started driving out south and out west a little bit, mm-hmm. I bought one of the seven threes, and I ended up putting like eighty thousand miles. I want to say on mine. Okay. And yeah, I, I don't even. I maybe put like a brake caliper on it, some like weird stuff. But as far as like, and mine was like straight piped. It had a T six position chip on it. Oh, mine's all tuned straight oh, piped. Yeah. Everything used too. to just fucking peel tires all the time. I'm mean, just stupid. <laughs> yeah. I changed the trans fluid once because it was got a little smelly and <laughs> stuff like that. That's good. Well, uh, mine, mine leaks four quarts every thousand miles. Oh, okay. So, nice. it's, so you just keep it fresh. You yep. just keep it loaded up. Oil filter like once a month. <laughs> um, I got it with 197,000 miles on it. Yeah. And I changed it. My first oil change, I want to say at 450,000 miles. <laughs> just, geez, yeah. nice. What's, how many miles is there on it now? Right now, it just hit. Actually, it's about to hit 480,000. Jeez, nice. Yeah, I think when I sold mine, it was like two, three years ago, but I I think I only got it up to, it was just over 300. It was like 317 when I sold it. It's like just broken. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, man, that was 80,000 miles, and I was not gentle. There was so many times where it was just like, I mean, it'd be like me and my buddy, yeah, like we, I remember this one time we were down in Alabama, and we were driving uh, on the interstate, driving through the night, trying to get down to this race. And there's like this street race going on that's happening. And I so I'm just like I'm like sleepy and I'm driving. So I'm like all of a sudden I'm like, Well hell, I'm getting in this street race. This will climbing <laughs> things up a little bit. So I mean it's a Get street the adrenaline, race with yeah. just some, like some style. I don't even remember what they were. But I just start like blocking the lane and I'm just like full tilt, full punch, and just we're ripping. <laughs> My buddy was sleeping, he wakes up, he's like, Holy shit, what the hell are we doing? We're doing like a hundred in the van. <laughs> Shaking. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, We're racing these dudes. <laughs> he's just like, Holy shit. Just smoking everybody out. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's my favorite. That's pretty much like although yeah, those are like <laughs> The amount of van stories is like, that's what van life was like for me and my moto buddy. It was like, yeah, and then it's just like, I get asked and I was like, uh, what would happen if you like broke the thing? Like being an idiot like that. I was like, I didn't think about that when I was, I was 20. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. And I was just doing it. Yep. When I first got mine, I like, I babied it. I still really don't go too much over 70, but like it was a, a rule. Like you drive my van. We don't, we don't need to go over 70. Oh, yeah. You know? They, yeah. Those things. Should it's not just a be big break fast. going through the wind. And uh, like when I first got it too, I wouldn't roll coal or anything. If I saw coal rolling, if, even if I was pulling a trailer, I'd let off the throttle and just baby it 100%. And uh, it hit 400,000, dude. And I just started fucking full throttle everywhere. Yeah, I, you're like, all right, this thing's earned its key. Yeah, it's kicked me out of a bar before, like permanently kicked out because uh, I don't support drinking and driving by any means, but... I was a little tuned up one night. Okay, because I went to a bar and they charged me like just crazy amount for two shots. And I was like, whatever. So I left. And when I was leaving, the bartender was sitting on a 
or leaned up against the light pole right next to the road on my exhaust side. And I was like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, a little confrontation there. And I was like, I'll show you what. I think it was like 1675. I was like, let's show you what 1675 tastes like. <laughs> and it was in the middle of summertime. And then this bar had like huge garage doors or garage doors that they open up for like oh, patios yeah, and stuff, yeah. dude. And I just hammered it. <laughs> and I had a buddy in there and he, he texted me. He's like, yo, like you couldn't even see the bottles of alcohol on the bar or anything. And I went in the next day and they pointed at me and were like, yeah, you can't be in here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. Yeah. So, but van life was sick. I well, I still have it. I actually just put all new injector O rings on it and glow plugs this week, and turning it over because you're supposed to turn it over by hand to get all the fluid out of the cylinder so you don't hydrolock it. Okay, yep. And uh, so I sat down there for like a little while doing that, and then I just bumped the key, bumped the key to whatever, and it kunk. And I was like, uh-oh, tried turning it over by hand, wouldn't move. And I was like, I just hydro-locked my... locked up. Yeah. And uh, uh, popped the flywheel cover off and turned the flywheel over <clears throat> by hand. And that got the rest of the fluid out and fired right up. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little scared, not going to lie. Yeah, I've had a couple of those moments working like on my truck stuff where like I kind of screw up and then, yeah, for about... For a few minutes, I'm like, shit, I really just fucked up big. And then somehow I, I something saves me where I'm like, I don't know what just happened. I really thought I was spending, dropping some money there for a second. Right. That's never especially, a good yeah. feeling to have. Especially, especially yeah. when, yeah, you're just trying to, like, do some maintenance. Yeah, you're like, oh, this started out. I was just trying to take care of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, so I lived a couple years in the van. Say like a solid four years or, yeah, three or four years. Okay, so Um, just doing the touring thing, just driving around. Yeah. So what was, were you doing it even year-round, just nonstop year-round doing it? Yeah, because usually the Monster Jam stuff is during the wintertime. Okay. So. So then, yeah, I guess, did you just have different tours that you were linking around on, I guess, different times of year? You were doing, riding for different people and linking their stuff together to keep it going? Yep. I ride for Division BMX, which is out of Milwaukee. That's. Micah Kranz, he's the dude that's okay. announcer for Nitro Circus now. Um, there's Jason Rowe, he's out of Wisconsin. I mean, Illinois, but he's kind of all over too. Like a lot of these guys are, they're riders too. Yep. So like, Jason, he just has a big Class A motorhome and tows dirt bike ramps behind it. Okay. And yeah, and then he pretty much just tours for his life, you know, just yep. just living that yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He does flat out freestyle. Um, there's a dude in New Jersey, Dial Action Sports. He has a lot of school shows, and so like there's times with him, we'll do three different shows in three different places each day. So it's oh, show up geez, at like eight okay. o'clock in the morning or earlier, set up, do a show by ten, be torn down, off to the next place, like multiple times, you know. So that's pretty wild over there. But even over there, it's pretty much like van life. Um, not a lot of people or, uh, show team owners have like a place for the riders to stay all the time. Yeah. So, and kind of, is it, yeah, it's kind of more of like, sometimes you get a spot, but more than likely it's like, oh, you kind of more take care of your plan on taking care of yourself and you'll be better off. Right. Right. If you show up expecting something, you're probably gonna be be, shit out of Be as independent as possible for sure. Um, 
because I'll go out there and do shows quite often, like during the summertime. There'll be a couple weeks long, but like I won't go out there for like one or two shows or three shows because then I'm basically just paying for my fuel to drive out there and back. Yeah. So, so I guess getting then doing the show life. What was uh, what brought the show life stuff to? Have you been doing that up recently until the COVID stuff kind of started hitting and? Yep. That's pretty um, much but shut it down. Yeah, I all the stuff is basically shut down. Um school shows are shut down, fairs are shut down. Yeah. Um I didn't so have, most of these shows where you're still getting around the Midwest area then or are you doing a lot of traveling just nationwide wherever then still? Um the last shows I just did were during COVID and it was like a month ago, I think it was. We started in October and we yeah, started, there's some states that are still open on some stuff. So right. If you're going to those places. Well, this was actually for, this is for Nitro Circus. And we were doing, okay. um, Walmart provided parking lots. So we went to different Walmarts around the country and Red Bull paid for basically the riders and the, the announcer and all of everything for us to come there under Nitro Circus, which, which it's actually, um, Division BMX, which is back to that Micah dude, which is the guy that okay. I first met, like yep. the first show I ever did. Um, It's all of his equipment and everything. It's his ramp and everything. Oh, okay. Um, But so that style is basically like a drive-in movie theater. People drive in, sit in their cars, and watch the show. Okay, so the so COVID thing. Set up in the parking lot, and then they roll up in their cars and are all set up yeah, in the parking and lot. And then they can hear us over the radio, like in their car. Okay. On, uh, like, what, basically the microphone or whatever. So that's something that's adapted and changed since. So, how many have you done? Though? You just have done one, or have you done a couple of those now? That was the first, the first ever BMX, or actually the first ever action sports tour done that way during the covid thing so yeah. just yeah getting something yep. back going and how was the turnout like at these places you get a lot of people coming out or some places were better than others reactions? um i think it would have been a lot better but the promoting was pretty bad like yeah they would promote you know like a couple of days before we were there yeah show up to a place and yeah exactly you put out it's pretty much like if you're going to shop at walmart that day and you happen to see it and then you were stopping there to yeah watch the show Man, that that kind of stuff on so many levels of like, it's which it's it sucks especially if the people are not necessarily like it's not if they're not pumped about the thing like maybe the promoters are pumped they just maybe aren't that good at it. Yeah, I don't. I'm you know I'm not sure how. Yeah, it in works. a situation like that, I mean, even stuff I've ever been involved in where it's just like, man, this is so much. This is so cooler than what it is. Like the promoting. Mm-hmm. does not match like the stoke level of what this event is and oh, it doesn't it, get it across yeah i agree with 100 percent with so that's how on. it's yeah. hard to like you know they they put a package together of like oh yeah well we did a facebook ad and yeah we did this and yeah we did it two days before mm-hmm. it's like okay well yeah well that's wh- all it was what yeah. was it was it like a teaser video or was it like a poster that you made on clip art it was just <laughs> literally like a picture of a banner and that was it yeah and but, that's the thing where it's just like man it's but exactly, you go. Well, I'm the writer, and yeah, I'm showing up to do the tricks. <laughs> so that's what <laughs> I did doing. my job, I yeah, guess. Exactly. Not in a rude way, but yeah. But so, then with that tour, what's cool now is so Micah being the announcer and knowing me for so long. Last year, was it last year or the year before? Nitro Circus had the U.S. tour. Uh, it's called the. You got this tour. 
Like, okay, it's like the stadium tour. Right. Okay, the full blown show. No, nope, no, we'll, no, not the full blown one, but like okay. the smaller one. This yeah, year was so supposed to be have? the big they one. They have then a lot of dip smaller. They have different spin offs then of stuff. So what you were right. doing was was it all BMX or did you have motorcycles in there too? Um, this one that I just did was just BMX. Okay, so it was a full BMX Nitro Circus kind of sponsored. Right. Okay. And but the last one I did for Nitro Circus, I wasn't even a rider. I was just a mechanic. So. Okay. Um, if anybody's bikes broke down, like dirt bikes, BMX bikes, or the contraptions, like you'll see them riding on the like the uh, sofa chair, or like the coolers, okay, and stuff. all the random stuff they jump yeah. off the mega ramps. So that's I was uh, hired as just mechanic, so that was kind of cool because um, that was my first time actually. I got flown in everywhere, so I just threw a backpack okay. on, hopped on an airplane, flew so out. Same thing, I guess. You're not, yeah. You're still living the life of you're not riding for this one but you're still yeah, yeah showing up being at the events but it's kind of it's different too because um that was my first time meeting a lot of those guys and like them meeting me and everything so they didn't know that i was also a rider okay. so you kind of not get treated poorly or under under or whatever but you it's like kind of like a here fix this you know like do yeah, this but it's what you're hired to do but you know what i mean yeah I mean, it's, I mean, I can relate to the, I guess my, my machining experience world of like, yeah, I've, I've been, I'm still in the nine to five world life. So I lived yeah. the nine to five, but I mean, the early years of like my trait that I got into, it definitely was like, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, today we need somebody to do this. So that you literally like the crappiest thing ever. And it was like, Oh, I've been here for five months and it's just like, yep, Nate's going to do that. And it's just <laughs> like, and then all the old guys are ragging on me and just that type of stuff where it's just like. All right, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I got to do this until, you know, I kind of struggled with that at a young age, but eventually, yeah, eventually somebody else got hired, and then it was like, oh, okay, and then I, all of a sudden, I didn't have to do some of that stuff anymore. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. You're on that level. Right, and I kind of looked at it a little bit negatively at first, and then... I mean, it's hard It's just a learning experience, like, yeah, like, okay, well, someone's going to get paid good money one day to have to do this somewhere else, and I might as well have the knowledge, and... Exactly. To do it, or I might have to have it do it on the side of the road one day to help myself yep. or whatever. There's so much stuff that's like, it's all about mindset of exactly. It's like if you can yeah. twist your mindset to have the right mindset on the scenario. Mm-hmm. And exactly, you know, exactly for me, it was like, yeah, I was like, well, well I'm, I know I want to learn machining and I want to learn from these guys. And if they mean I got to scrape this crappy, nasty sloth thing out. Yep. I mean, that's what I got to do because I don't want to quit. I, I got to learn from it. Exactly. It's just like, I, this is part of it. That's, but exactly like going in the moment. Yeah. It's like, I remember being pissed and like, <laughs> it's like, I don't remember when my eyes opened, like you realize, but that's one of those lessons like, oh, that happened like whatever weeks, months, maybe a year later was just like, oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah. During yeah. the moment though. Yeah. It was like, years. It could be pissed. years later and you'll be like, oh man, I remember this. And yeah, exactly. even just like a strategy you learn right there to make it easier for yourself Yo. in the future. Like. Definitely worth it, I would say. Yeah, I'm a pretty uh, hard-headed person in those types of lessons of like, yeah, I mean, I'm really bad at, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm maybe I'm a lot better now, I've learned from them, mm-hmm. but like maybe 20 to 27 especially, it was like, hey, here's exactly how you need to do this, and 100% would be the easiest thing ever, and i go, yeah, no, I'm not going to listen to that, I'm going to try it my own way because I think I can do it better, and like, I just how I am. like, Which not, is great though, because you... Like yeah. there's chances well, where you are going to do it better exactly. and you are going to like, make it the newest design technology that's going to yep. be the future or something. And yeah, exactly. Definitely. It's for me, 
it's not like a, like a, oh, I got to prove you wrong type of thing. For me, it's like, a, I don't know. I just got to go through it. I just want to go, like, I get it. I know I'm going to struggle and I'm probably going to screw up. Maybe I'm going to waste some material. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm going to figure out the way that I like it and how to get it across. And I, yeah, exactly. I, I enjoy that type of uh, process. Yeah. Now I've gotten to the point where there are some things where I go, yeah, I don't need to learn that process. I want, I, yep. Hey, you're the guy that's really good at that. I'm just going to pay you the money right. to do that because I appreciate now that you've got the time into this. Mm-hmm. Versus, it's, like, it's almost like that though. Is it's the time is like you don't really have the time to sit there and learn it and yeah. to do it and everything too. Is because I've I've done a few things like that recently with like well, okay, well my gold car. We'll get to that one, but yeah, yesterday I just paid a buddy to put the well, not to put the upper control arms on, but to dial them in like for my offset and my camber and to set pretty much like for a car setup yeah 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 say hey set this thing up to do yeah to do what i wanted to right because i'm like i don't know anything about suspension yes and so exactly <laughs> so you're paying this guy his knowledge of he's done the car setups and done the setting and yeah you're just going hey yeah i i appreciate it if pretty much yeah exactly what we were just saying it's just like hey it might take me 10 hours it might take me 20 hours if i do it or this guy's got a dollar amount on it and it's done mm-hmm. and it's right and there, there's and done values. correctly. Yeah, yeah, there's values on those types of things. Right. So I guess then, yeah, getting out of uh, since tour stuff has kind of quit, has that been maybe I feel like that. So like the company that you've started now, kind of what's this okay. company you got going? Is it more like just kind of everything you're doing, a lifestyle brand company of who you are? Um. So that's actually back to Kyle Olson now back in like 16, 17. Um, he create he kind of is the creator of this the LFDF live fast die faster. Okay. Um, he just never did anything with it. He had a few stickers made, like ten stickers, and we all you know, like there was like three or four of us. We had them on our drift cars or whatever. And then when I was eighteen, I got it tattooed on my bicep there. Okay. So, so I was you like, were like full yeah, in. You're yeah. Like, I'm all about this. Always have been. Yep. Um, and then I want to say like two years ago, I actually started uh getting kind of serious about it not serious but having it on a priority list or something you know and uh i paid my buddy to hand print a couple t-shirts and it started off as kind of it was going to be a a, kind of a clothing company but more of my own show team like my own entertainment business okay yeah so you build this brand of have multiple aspects of it and i figured first thing to start off would be like you know getting it people to see it to like Yo. you know whatever and um so i did the t-shirts some stickers um and then so i started making my own ramps i got paid to make some ramps and i get paid to uh do a lot of diesel mechanic work so like when i get a lot of times i get hired to go on these tours i also get hired as a mechanic because um all the trucks are seven threes okay like, i Micah mainly, the uh, or the division BMX guy, he has like four or five trucks and they're all seven threes. Either excursions or they're F series trucks. He actually has two diesel vans too, seven three vans. Okay. Um. Yeah, just keep everything the same and consistent. Right. So he hires me a lot too because not just my riding, but if we're on the side of the road, I can fix yeah, it. Type you, thing. Yeah, you got to keep you going. Yep. And uh. So with that, I started like, man, I I just need to 
basically have like a brand, you know, just not a brand, but a it's just a company of everything. Yep. Um, one time I got told to in a show, it was like a, it was at a school show and it was super tight area and like super sketchy, just any little bit of error and uh, my bike would hit a kid, you know. And I was like, I told the the show owner that, and he's like, Well, if you hit someone, I'm gonna sue you. And, oh, and I was just like, What? <laughs> so right there, having my own LLC. I get paid under that, and that okay. protects myself. Yeah, so, yeah, get, get into that next level of, okay, I need an entity to protect myself, an entity to, like, represent myself, yeah. all that type of stuff. So now... Other than just my face showing up in my van and yeah. going, yeah, hey, pay me some cash. Right, right. So <laughs> that's basically where it's at. Is And now I, I bought, like, a, a vinyl cutter, so I have... Um, I can design anybody's T-shirts, any... It's just basically like I'm trying to go from just on that BMX income and stuff like we used to talk, kind of talked about in the beginning to spreading yeah. my – and that basically happened through all these injuries like, hey, I need to have more than yeah. just all my eggs in one basket. So Yeah, and, so it's something – yeah, you got that time that you're sitting on the couch. You can probably ramp it up even harder and yeah. hit it harder. That's when you can spend more time doing some of the stuff you're doing. Yeah, so basically now all it is is I want to – it's going to be a – a logo on the front of a warehouse or a, a workshop and it's gonna probably in there diesel work um to stickers to t shirts to just whatever. Yeah. Whatever you everything into. and anything. Yep. Basically. So what are you doing? Are you doing uh are you doing like sourcing t shirt stuff or you got doing like a print press and doing your own pressing or vinyl what are you doing like stick on vinyl stuff so i just go to you walmart everything you're so you're doing that's what i mean that's what i want to get to are you making everything by hand yourself everything like, okay everything is handmade like all right so i go to walmart buy the rolls of vinyl or if i can find a deal on a roll of vinyl i get it put it in my machine type it all in the computer cut it out i earn it on by hand so yeah, you're buying your product, you're making your product, keeping the product, shipping it, you're doing yep. yeah, everything, everything. So that company, what is that company where people can we'll give the plug right now where people can find that? Um, it's on Facebook as the Fast Die Faster. And then on Instagram it's LFDF LLC. Okay, so they can find that there and then what type of stuff you got posted on there? You got your car stuff, you got like you got kind of everything that you're involved in on there? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Um, mainly it's just apparel stuff right now and like some videos of us wearing the shirts or whatever, doing tricks on bikes and whatnot. Okay. Um, uh, I've done – actually, one thing I've been kind of pushing on it is the entertainment thing because I have all my own, I have all my own ramps now. Like I've built a bunch of them. Yep. So like pit bike shows or BMX shows. I don't really have a big bike set up yet okay i have a takeoff ramp but i don't have a landing gotcha that you can get around to places so right. that is that uh kind of next level then for you of where you're kind of looking to get to is yeah starting to be able to actually you have your own entity now and you can actually be hired out to do your own type of thing yeah and eventually. then maybe hiring out guys underneath you to show up and be mm-hmm. doing stuff because mm-hmm. um with injuries i've had not that i've had a lot compared to a lot of people or anything but um, I know one day I'm definitely going to not be able to swing my leg over a bike to ride anymore. Yeah. Well, I will always do that, but you know, and, get to uh, the point of, yeah, like you were just saying, the multiple revenues of income are yeah. not uh, a bad, yeah, yeah. not a, not a, what is it? The 
Should just say it's a smart choice to uh, have other options. Right. The risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can you do it for so long. Yeah. But, I mean, it's stuff like that that gets you to go to, like, Turkey and Istanbul. True. You know, it's like, you know, like me. I got a 9 to 5. My 9 to 5 is never sending me to Turkey or Istanbul. There's no reason for me to be sent anywhere. Maybe. One day. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll <laughs> see. There's not much reason for me to yeah. show up and punch a time clock and do my job and get the hell out of there. Yeah. But... It just comes down to whatever you're into. So mm-hmm. well, now, uh, I guess now let's get back into the cars. Then I want to get into some cars. of the cars because we'll like, some best, of the best for last. Yeah, the best for last. Some of the cars. I know you're really into like those 400s. Those what are those? Those Lexus SC 400s. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, how many of those things do you have? I currently have three, and my chick has one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. I say I know you have a gold one. You, what you drove the black one today, or what's that black thing? That's a green one. Or oh, is it green? Yep. Oh, okay, I thought it was black. Um. So, in the van still, van life in it, I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, at my buddy Rich Hoppy's house. Um, I actually went to his house. I, I would say I was almost like a Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne resident at that time. Okay. Whenever I wasn't doing shows, I would, my van was parked in his front yard. Not like I was living at his house. It was just my van. Well, living at his house. Yeah, I guess. You were living out <laughs> of your van, though, just parked at yeah. his place. He's, uh, he's actually like one of the... OG BMX freestyle riders like okay uh he started a company called Slam Designs I doubt anybody's I mean maybe some people that are going to hear this but will know who what it is but it's like a one of the first BMX magazine companies and okay so right sure, at the beginning and, of the era he yeah. was right but one of the pioneers yeah in the, in the 80s and stuff you know okay. so super cool dude like gnarly good mentor he runs um it was actually called the Fort Wayne Indoor Skate Park, and it, he just changed it to Slam City Skate Park. Okay, back to like the Slam Designs thing. He like he's bringing it back. Um, anyways, one morning just scrolling through Facebook Marketplace, and up pops this gold car, and I'm like, dang, that thing's pretty sweet. And it was listed or listed up for a thousand dollars, and I was like, all right, I'll go check it out. Uh, went and looked at it. Dude took me for a test drive. And um, he's like, yep, last night I went to, the only reason I posted it up because I went to back it into my driveway last night, put it in reverse, it had no reverse, put it back to drive, it went forward, back to reverse, and it had reverse. He's like, so I'm just trying to get rid of it before it has transmission problems. All right, deal. And like a week week before that, I just bought a Honda CX500 motorcycle for 200 bucks. And he's like, yeah, I just want to get rid of it and, look for a honda's motorcycle and i was like well guess what i got you know <laughs> yeah, so perfect man you yeah. are uh yeah you got the right time and right place kind of deal you're just bringing those stories up today well man. i always end up like sitting on something forever and it's like that's like with these um okay so this, that bike was sitting around and you weren't doing nothing and the guy just happened yeah. to say oh i'm looking for a honda bike right right <laughs> so i was like all right man i'll trade you straight up he's a like, deal so it comes over and he must have thought about it on the way over and he's like i need 400 cash with the bike and i was like totally cool whatever man so bike and 400 cash and i have this lexus and right away i was like i'm just gonna manual swap this thing no no problem like didn't know anything about the car yet started doing research find out that the so the sc400 has the 1uz fe and it's a four liter v8 all aluminum block heads Everything, it's the, actually the world's smallest produced V8. 
Okay, the four liter. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I know like Ferrari made a like a three point six or something like that, but it wasn't it wasn't a producted motor. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Like it was they, just uh, in the race cars. You know what I mean? Yep. Um. Instantly, just fell in love with it. But did my research. Comes to find out, never once made a manual transmission that just bolts up to the to the block, basically. Okay. So and it only comes with the, the automatic. Is the only thing you can get them in? Yeah, there was one that was made, and it was the United States Toyota sales rep. They somehow made it up a manual in his car, okay. but I don't know how. So what are those all aluminum? Are they uh, are they high compression at all, or are they just regular compression? Uh, I don't know that much about them yet. <laughs> well, do you have to run? Are you running like uh, like ninety one gas in them? Yeah, it has to be premium. Okay, so they've got to be you know because I've got a Z, I've got a three fifty Z, and that thing's oh, got to have yes. premium for the uh, yep. whatever the VQ thirty five high compression. But same thing, that's an all aluminum motor. I'm curious if it's the same thing. I, Probably same like. I'm not talking like I'm an expert. I don't know that much. I know a little about what about what I have because yeah, I have problems. You have like, to run premium. If you don't run premium, it just like yeah, it doesn't run. Yeah, but I know at least with that, it's because it's running higher compression, so it needs the octane. So if you at least are needing 91, it's like okay, it should be. It's a higher compression, so right. Yeah, I know at least like that. Yeah, that 350Z I have, it's all stock, but I mean, still, I'm like, I get in it, and it's like, yeah, for a car, it's still fun. Is it it's, manual? Yeah, it's a manual. <sighs> So it's a 06 with a CD09. Yep. It's fun. Yep. It's broke right now because I got a hole in the water hose, so it sucked air in the coolant system, and I got oh. a water pocket, and I overheated it. So it's put up for winter. I need to work on it. Okay. <laughs> but when it runs, um, it's fun. So anyways, I want, I want a 350Z so bad. Okay. Either that. I w- it's like I'm stuck between between three cars right now, and that's a FC RX-7. Oh, man. I just, I just want, I want the football dope edit this morning of one of a white one. Oh, that thing is God, they're sick. My buddy with the with rotary. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about rotary, but man, I love the sound of I, them. I do. I love everything about them. Besides, like I heard that they're pretty bad with maintenance. Yeah, maintenance wise. Yeah. I've had dreams of. Uh, yeah, so you brought up like the little uh, hard body pickup Toyota. Yep. The uh, no Nissan. They're the Nissan hard body pickups. There's the uh, there's a Mazda pickup B the B series. Yep. Man, I have dreams of one of those as a beamed pre runner with a rotary motor just whipping across the dunes. But I just I don't know how one of those motors will hold up with sand going through it. Ah, uh, not very well. Yeah, I probably not. that's what those apex seals will just be gone. Yeah. So, man, I just I think it'd be sweet. I have images of it, but yeah, the amount of money Shooting and, fire. <laughs> yeah, the amount of uh, money it would cost to keep something like that going is probably not worth it. Uh, I don't have to dream about. I know it. you have to do like plugs once a month and just uh, yeah. It seems like any guy that. Well, it's a, it doesn't help that the only videos I see of them now are just like full burnout videos, like all the time. So it's like it's either that's all I see, and then they don't run, and that's it. Like, well, it says in the owner's manual to like once a day you start it up, get it to operating temperature, and then you bounce it off the rev limiter a couple times. That's what the owner's manual say for rotaries. Oh, okay. Something. Yeah. To, wow. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know nothing about it. I need to do my It's research. like not good just to start it up and move it a little bit and shut it off. You have to like let that oh, seal. Yeah, I can't handle that. I do not do yeah. enough maintenance to be owning. I have an LS motor that I barely take care of. Dang. <laughs> That's nice. So, <laughs> other than that, yeah, I need to. Which unfortunately now I've got a little rod knock in my my truck motor, so Oof. I'm pulling that out and putting some bearings in it. it happens though. Yeah. Well, it happens because I let the oil. 
I have the pistons <laughs> gap pretty wide on it, so it burns some oil. Oh. And, uh, yeah, about four or five days of just beating the piss out of it and just one of those things where I went, huh, didn't check the oil for five days. And I pulled this, I heard the rods knocking. I was out there, pulled the dipstick, and, yeah, she was uh, <laughs> pretty bone dry. And I'm like, well, there's my fucking problem. <laughs> so fucking yep. put it at home and... <laughs> Well, I guess we're pulling the motor and doing some rod bearings this fucking winter. So. Nice, nice. <laughs> I wanted to kind of inspect it anyway. That thing, I've got it balanced at 7,000 RPM, so I just fucking let I, it sing. I can't, I don't remember how I came across that, sh- like, the video of you in that truck, and I was just like, what? This thing is insane. Oh, and then yeah. you fully built it yourself, which is 100 times cooler. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome, that's what, dude. I mean, even the extension of, like, this podcast is the same thing. Finding similar people that are, you know... Yeah, it takes a certain level of like, uh, yeah, addiction. I'm 100% addicted to the stuff that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. For it's like 100% of my time is into that. For it's that adrenaline chasing is really what it is. Because yeah, it's like exactly yeah. yeah, having that truck when that thing is tuned up and it's running right and things are happening where it's like, okay, here we are. This thing's perfect. God, there's nothing that can beat it. Well, you had it out in California, right? Yep. This year or last um, year? Nope. So unfortunately, that was I was hoping to be out there uh, like a week ago. Glamis. Yup, I was hoping to get back out there again Dreams, this year, dude. but because of the motor issues, uh, yeah, that kind of went away. Because I didn't, I was like, I'm not gonna have time to pull the motor and get okay. it done and swapped and before this trip that happened. So, dude, that I've seen those pictures and stuff out there are sweet. Yeah, it's you go full nuts. speed across like whoops, right, and you just floats basically, or yeah. what? So I don't run, I can't do it anymore, but I used to run a 488 gear set in the rear end, which when I was running 48 gear set out there, mm-hmm. which there's not a speed limit down in this section, but I've had it 112 down out there, out in the sand when it was empty. Just ripping across like whoops. Ripping across whoops. Wow. But now I run a 563 gear in the rear and I can't get it over 100 anymore down through there just because of the gearing. I had the thing way more geared lower end yeah so now i can only get the thing doing like 80 90 but when i'm doing like 80 90 i'm doing like 6500 rpm so it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like god the thing's shaking it's full yeah. metal body just bah, flapping in the wind <laughs> and i literally feel like i'm on like the first fucking spaceship going to the moon just cheesing i just feel like i had smile. to be the first guy like i have no damn clue if this thing's gonna hold together <laughs> But it's fucking going. And that's how I feel every time driving. Because I'm like, because I built it and I don't know what's good. I don't know what's good or what's bad. Yeah, for sure. That's 100% the feeling every damn time. And I mean, it's been three years I've been driving it now. So I'm, my confidence level is getting sometimes way too high. I've, I've wrecked like wheels on the thing. I've ripped link bars out of the rear end. I've, I've broken axle stuff. I mean, I Is that just from jumps or what? Just all sorts of stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I mean... Most of the times it's like maintenance errors. So like ripped a link bolt because a nut started backing out and mm-hmm. I didn't check it. Yeah, that's a lot of bolts to keep up on. You oh know? yeah. I mean, it's literally just stuff like that all the time. I've, yeah. I had a transmission line run into a cooler one time, fall on my muffler, burn a hole in it, shoot trans fluid all over, catch on fire, which I run extinguishers, so I put it out. But it all happened because the zip ties that hold my trans line, that broke it was cut it was rubbing on this piece of metal edge right. that ripped dropped this line so then it's setting on my muffler i mean there's just stuff like that so many things that happen over the last three years that just i mean it never stops but now you probably have set them up to be like feel safe now oh yeah i mean to the point this summer taking it out there i would say for the amount of like work i did maintenance to like 
fun and uh, drive time I got out of it, yeah, it was like very minimal. I was barely shit. working on the thing. I was pretty much just putting gas in it and beating the shit out of it. That's what we like. Yeah, <laughs> that is what I like. And then, <laughs> then unfortunately, I literally was like, I think I jinxed myself. But that's why I got the rod now because I was like, man, this summer was sick. I had like nothing. Mm-hmm. I could just put this thing up and don't have to do anything all winter. And then it's like, <laughs> nope, you're pulling the motor and doing a rebuild. Okay, sweet. I'd rather do that than like try to fix a body panel or something though well yeah at least yeah. i have a few smashed panels now at this point they're just staying smashed but it's kind of expected i guess with- yeah it's part of the story too i like yeah. i kind of like it. it's like a whatever that tow truck from a cars where all the tow every dent, yeah every dent tells a story yeah i literally i've got a i mean it's like one of the times i've ripped the wheel i broke the wheel studs on my rear axle i was doing this and it was all because i put my lug nuts on with the impact and then i forgot to take it with a torque mm-hmm. wrench and torque them up when I, so I'm went in the dunes and I'm like first lap in, throw it into this corner to go to this drift. And it just shears all the bolt, all the studs off. The tire shoots up in the air, like 20 foot. And this thing, my truck's got rain gutters around it. The, it hit the rain gutter, bent it right down over the door. So it clo- it kept the door shut. And then it hit, hit the mirror and then it rubbed down the door, put all this rubber streak down the door ran down the bedside and then shoot off and went across the dunes because it was had all this speed because I was spinning the tires in this drift. Yeah. All this stuff. And then luckily, so there's rubber all down the side of my truck and there's this one tiny little bubble dent. And I just was like, oh, that's pretty damn cool. I didn't <laughs> wreck, wreck my whole damn truck. I almost just put a dent down the whole freaking side of this 68 body that I'd like, I don't know. That's what I don't know what I'm gonna do with her. I definitely don't just drive. go to Texas. Just go down to Texas and pick up. Yeah, your I definitely don't drive the thing. Like I have a plan of what I know I'm gonna do and I'm gonna fix it. So <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen. That's kind of how. So I got the gold car, and I did some driving it with the auto trans, but and then I manual swapped it, and now that's what I'm just like. Pretty much, I just put a lot of money into the drivetrain because I know I'm with drifting it. You know, you're gonna you're gonna like smash it. Yup. So, um, basically, I was building the drivetrain so that way I can just swap it out into another one and do the same thing, you know? Yeah. So, with the drifting stuff, is that, uh, I mean, are you just kind of into the scene of drifting, the style of drifting, like the street drifting type of stuff? Or is that something that maybe you're looking to progress to a level of either doing shows someday or what's the kind of. I've always been more of like just streets. Um, Never really had obviously Fremont. There's not a track or a, no, even yeah. a parking lot. You're I say legally the, can go do closest it. Closest thing I even know of is Gingerman in right. South Haven that mm-hmm. has a few events. Yep. And uh, so really, just all always been street drifting, and then I mean the other thing is Fremont does have a lot of farm country, and you can kind yeah. of do uh, find some places here and there. Yeah, you can absolutely. Um, in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> Canada or Mexico or something, whatever. But um, yeah, after building it, building my car, I mean, said when I got it, it was only on coilovers. So I've done everything now, like a uh, basic thing, welded the differential, um, fully gutted now. I did, there's like some weird fuel pump mods you can do, like, it it all goes off from your RPM. So like the more RPMs, the higher fuel pressure or okay. voltage that the fuel pressure gets. Okay. 
you cut that wire, splice it in so it's constant 12 voltage to the fuel pump, so it's always like full blast fuel pressure. Um, deleted the EGR, um, deleted ABS, deleted traction control, deleted cruise control, um, relocated the battery, deleted the hydraulic fan. See. Do you have you have you watch any of the um, go hard style guys on YouTube? I no, I don't. Oh, man, I I'm not. Sh- I'm not really like a, really big on any YouTube channels or no. anything. To be like honest, I these are there's some own. guys in Russia that are it, they're drift guys, but they're big into like they uh, I forget what they their kind of like slogan is, but pretty much like they don't give a shit what their car looks like. Mm-hmm. They just as long as the thing runs and they can slide it. Yeah, and so it's like. All their cars are just like full zip ties with like wires hanging off. They don't even clip them. Like they got like I love that style. Oh, dude, the style is like they take they paint their cars with like markers. So like they'll draw stuff on them like full Russian and like language, like just super dope graffiti all over it. And then it's like then they smash that body panel and it's like they'll just swap on another one and it's like all this different mismatch stuff because it's <laughs> like they just smashed it into guardrail because they're street out on the streets all the time. Sweet, sweet. So it's like that type. Yeah, I'm super more into like that type of. Yeah, I, I'm way like the super clean stuff is. I mean, is amazing in its own right, and it's like wow, it's beautiful to have something like perfect. That's what their wrist is gonna be. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I like the style of where it's just like oh, you could see where that thing <laughs> kissed that or oh, that's that that get a little curb rash there. What's weird is like. So I have, well, now I have four, well, three SC400s and my chick has one SC400, but all of them have like on the back side of the back wheels and that little quarter panel area there, all of them have damage there. And I don't know if it's a blind spot in the mirror or what, <laughs> but I want to say like more than half of the SC400s or even 300s that I've ever seen are have all those quarter panel damages there, man. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, uh, like, those cars are something that, yeah, like, really, I'm, you're the only person that I know that has one of those that I've seen around. I don't know of anybody with an SC or LS400. Yeah. Like, I said, in I my friend's group or anything. you've just hoarded them up. Well, I found the gold one. I say, well, yeah, what's the deal with having so many of them? Are you just, like, right time, right place? You're just falling into your lap? Or are you, like, actually looking right. for multiples? Well, the gold one... That was the motorcycle deal. Um, yeah, basically 600 bucks, dude. Never had a problem with it at all. Drove it. I actually drove it all the way down to Dallas, Texas and lived in the back. Well, there's not back seats then either, but in the back of the car for a week doing shows. Um, super stoked on the car. Like took the insurance off my van and everything. I was like, I'm just going to tour around in this forever. <laughs> and... uh so that was pretty cool. And then I got it back home and I was like, dude, I just got to manual swap this. So I drove out to Pennsylvania, picked up an LS 400 that was manual swapped, but it was with the 240 SX transmission. So it's like a, basically a four cylinder manual transmission. Okay. And, uh, bolted it up to my setup and I was like, not going to work, dude. This is going to snap the transmission in half, you know? Yeah. Just not strong enough. Yeah. It looked like a toothpick to like a, a branch, you know, <laughs> or like a, log and uh so my buddy in wisconsin has a had a 350z and he was 2jz swapping it and he's like i got my old transmission cd09 so the same one that you have in your car okay yep and um he's like it grinds third gear when you're really getting on it but 200 bucks i was like 
deal. Grabbed yeah. it. Um, started doing all the manual swap, adapter plates. Adapter plate, like that's when everything got started getting really expensive. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, oh, sweet, 200 bucks yeah. for the trans. It's like eight times that for all the stuff to make the trans work now. Yeah, and the matter of fact, uh, you will not find a CD009 transmission for less than like $800 oh, now. No. Yeah. You won't. And, uh, I was going to say, 200 bucks and if they're shift grinds, that's, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, like, one winter, just, I, I felt like I definitely bit off more than I could chew. Um, I didn't do any of the deletes or anything. It was like a bone stock IC400. And one winter, I just went through I, and did everything. It was manual swap, all those deletes, wire tuck everything and at the time my chick wanted one so we found a this green one that i'm driving now um didn't run uh some dude in indiana had it showed up paid the dude 500 bucks and then we were paying another 500 bucks in like a couple days when we came and picked it up came picked it up and i noticed the uh passenger floor carpet was pulled up a little bit but i like didn't really think of anything of it um got it back to the house and i already had that ls 400 i picked up for the manual swap and my gold car had the engine and trans pulled out of it already because i was going to manual swap that so i was like yeah whatever we'll just swap some parts over and get it run real quick i probably sat there for a week swapping just parts and parts and parts and it just wouldn't get sparked so then finally I pulled up the floor mat, dude, and the guy took the ECU out of the car before we sold, like before when we came and picked it up. <laughs> you picked it up on a trailer? Yeah. Oh. So put my gold car ECU in that, fired right up. Uh, I ran like crap for a while. So it was her only car. So in one night I fully swapped my engine and transferred my gold car into that car and deleted all the EGR. And that was her car for a while. And, um, then last year I found her car, well, which is her car now on Facebook for like 2,300 bucks. And I was like, yo man, I got a thousand dollars. He's like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> and I watched that car sit on Facebook for a month, dude, and just drop in price, drop in price, drop in price. And, uh, so I was like 700 bucks one day and he's like, yep, come get it. Nice. come picked it up he said it had a charging issue so we charged the battery and i let it sit there and idle and the battery light came on so i wrapped it up to like past 2000 rpms and sat there for a minute and the battery light went away so i was like here 700 bucks and i just took off i was like i'm getting home <laughs> kept it above 2000 rpms got it home she fell in love with it and i was like okay i'll trade you cars plus cash because this one's a 92 has like almost 250,000 miles on it and the other one's in 97 with like 180,000 on it. So I was oh, like, okay. I need a little bit of cash on there, you know? <laughs> and then, so that that's three of them there. Then I found one for 250 bucks. That's pretty Jeez. much just a parts car. Man, I say now we're probably giving you a secret away if people are going to probably be looking for these cars. Because for as far as like a stock car, I mean, like, yeah, 350Z, <laughs> one of these cars. We don't need to tell everybody. I know that's what I'm saying. You're giving all your secrets away. We got to keep some of it. We got to move. I on. I tell everybody, I'm like, if you've seen a C400 for sale and it's at a decent price, it's going to be gone because I'm coming to get it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's already sold if it's on there. So now, 
So now it's one of those things of, yeah, you've just yeah, worked. I'm, I'm going to hoard them all. You've worked on those things. You know them in and out. Yeah. And now it's a thing. I mean, yeah, I feel that's how it gets with a lot of people. You yeah. get that connection of like, man, I've been in and out of these things. I know them. So, I'm just going to keep buying them. Right. So that's like now I'm like, I want to manual swap this one. But, of course, as soon as I learn how to do it with the CD transmission, those transmission prices shot up. Like, Yep. Because so, even people are putting those behind even like a simple LS swap. Yeah. Putting behind them. My buddy's about to do one with like a 5.0 and his Fox body and yep. stuff. So, and then... um. Now everybody wants the one UZ motor too, so like the motors that are in it. Yep. And so, yeah, because aren't those those things come with like a forged crank too, don't they? Yeah, those I think are they're like all forged motors too, so they can take boost. That's only from some. ninety. So the LS four hundred, which is the four door sedan one. Okay. Yep. Started getting made in nineteen ninety, and in ninety five they switched the cranks and rods to like not forged anymore, or whatever the good one is. They're not good anymore. Okay, they went to cast after that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, because if you get a forged rod, a forged rod is, or a forged crank is going to be a lot stronger than a cast crank. Right, so that's from 90 to 94, and that's like... Okay, so the, for earlier ones. That's all my cars. Gosh. And that's why I'm okay with trading her that for that 97. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you can have it. But, like, my buddy, you know Jake? Man, I can never pronounce his last name, but he goes by Jake Wazo. He went to Nuevo. No, I don't think so. Uh, he's... He actually just like messaged me the last couple of days asking to buy a one UZ for me. And I'm like, because <laughs> that's how it was when I first got a 240 was like, you could find them all over a thousand dollars, like running sometimes even. And now it's even just the a KA motor and transmission. They want like a thousand dollars. It's for pretty it. crazy. The, the things that the scenes that are like growing right now that are growing pretty fast. I like, yeah, drifting seems to be growing pretty fast. Even myself, like I've been even getting into watching like some formula drift, not like religiously, but did like, you watch it yesterday. Uh, no, I haven't watched uh, yesterday. That's the last round okay. last night. See, and exactly like I'm, yeah, I don't watch them religiously yet, but it's like a week, two weeks later, it's like, oh yeah, I'll watch the top 16 battles. And, yeah. Like I'm getting to that type of level where same thing. And yeah, it's because I, then me and my wife, it's, I say my Z, but it's more me and my wife bought it together. It was supposed to be like, nah. she wants to learn a manual, but okay. like, she was driving it to work for a little while, but still was like, yeah, it's cool. But like, and then we got a little like four banger sign out there that's automatic. She's like, I'm kind of over though the stick like driving to work. I'm like, all right, I'll trade you. So then that <laughs> nice. thing came mine for a while. So for the summer car, yeah, I was ripping down the highway like, They're fun. yeah, getting to work way too fast. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got here though too. And my that car, it's like auto, but it just uh just rips, dude. I don't uh, it's understand. Crazy with like so that Z is. I mean, I haven't driven like a ton of cars to compare, but like driving that thing i've had that thing 140 and it's like just like a gam go-kart it's mm-hmm. so to the road and glued and like to the point where i'm like oh it's 140 but like nothing else i've ever owned i'd go 140 in god it'd shake apart going that fast <laughs> right so it's just you know like that thing is built for that it's built to do it and it's it's insane to be in something meant for that yeah just hugging a road where it's just like God, I mean, and at the same time, where it's just like super responsive, no slop at all. You know, it's, it's very different. That Dodge like pickup I have out there, the thing's like driving a semi truck with a big old wheel. It's got so much <laughs> slop in the big tires. It's like I go from back and forth. If I drive the like the Z and then I hop in that, God, it's like a wake up call going down this road. It's like all over the place. <laughs> same with my van to like one of these cars. Yeah, exactly. That same feeling of especially with like all the miles. I'm like slop. Yeah. <laughs> yup. Yeah, you're just like, how do I drive them all? 
anytime I yeah, get back in that Dodge to go on like a trip, I'm just like, how do I drive this thing all these miles? This thing's crazy. It's all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> yeah. But with the gold car, let's see, now I got I got hydraulic handbrake with dual rear calipers. So like, you know, just my handbrake goes to one set of calipers in the rear. Yep. And I still have my normal brakes in the rear. Um, finally got racing seats, harnesses, and got legit uh corbo 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 Corbio? seats yeah oh, i got nice. seats those and I got, I got those in my truck and the brackets too nice. so but it sucks because the brackets are just quite a little bit too short and i can't fully like at the slide forward to fully engage the clutch to like clutch kick oh okay you, you know what i mean for it, yep. my legs are a little bit too short yet yep. but it's all the way forward so i have to figure that out yeah it's that way yeah you're not having to do that extend your leg every single time mm-hmm. and then just did those rear upper control arms so that way because man i was getting like such bad camber wear i'd go through tires so fast and i'd have like brand new tires on the outside and cords on the inside yeah. so now it's like zero offset so that would save a lot of a lot of tire yep and so what else did i do that thing manual swap cd09 um i'm at Basically, like, entry level. For, I want to start doing... Next year, I want to do drift contests. Okay. So, uh, that's where... So, that is the goal, is getting yeah. to a level of getting skills up to... Yeah. So, have you looked into... So, where are you... Are you based out of... Right now? Kind of, yeah. Where are you kind of based out of uh, Indiana, Michigan, getting <clears> back and forth? I was in uh, just north of Fort Wayne, Indiana, until the summer, and I moved back up to Fremont. I stayed with my dad for a little while, and then he just passed, so... Um, yeah, I see that. Sorry for that. Thank you. Um, but so now I'm just in Nuevo right now at my mom's property. Okay. Um, just so. I was actually supposed to buy a house this week, but I went and bought another car. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I'm gonna get a house. So maybe, well, I think I'm gonna chill. chill you've in lived Nuevo. out of a van. You lived out of a car. So oh yeah. So you I, got plenty of cars to live out of. Well, right now <laughs> you when can I make a fort. Yeah, when I moved up to. <laughs> Fremont this summer because I have a girlfriend too and she she works at AutoZone so I get twenty percent off parts. If oh, you, there you go. If you, need, if you need parts, I get 20% <laughs> off. Uh, so like I had she had to have a place to stay while I was on tour, so I went and bought a a twenty six foot camper or bumper pole camper, and the back ten foot is uh toy hauler, oh, okay, like yeah. flip down door everything, so it's like super set up for dirt bikes and whatever, but. Um, right now I have the whole back section as my, uh, vinyl stuff or like decals and whatnot. Yeah. So it's like fully set up back there. Um, so I'm just, I, am not even in a van right now. Yeah. Nice. Upgrades. Camper life. (laughs) Yep. Upgrades. Yeah, man. I don't know. It comes down to, you got to make sacrifices in certain areas to do certain things. If that's the life you want to live. I mean, it comes down to if you're living it. So then doing the. Let's get to the uh, car you just picked up just this morning, then. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, uh, I'm a mad, I'm a huge import freak. I love imports. But I unfortunately like I've been watching Skylines for years, and I would say in the like in the couple years ago, I was like to the point I was like, all right, I could start putting money away, and I'm gonna pick up like a '90s early like R32. I want an R32 so. Bad. And now they've gone same thing. It was like I remember being seeing them for seven, eight grand, six grand sometimes. Now they're like twenty. And yeah, in my head, I was like, oh, I'm gonna make that happen. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna save mm-hmm. some money. 
And exactly, I'm like, dude. Too yeah, late. exactly. It's like the cheapest one I found in the recent is was like 14 grand. And really? I like, Dang. I found a, an R32. It wasn't even a C because then you got to like, R32 is what you want, but then you have all the different models of the R32. Yeah, yeah. So then you have all-wheel drive or you'll have rear wheels, rear wheel steering. Like they come with all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the one I would want was a GTST, which is the RB20. Okay. And yep. it's like basically like the base model. So the back wheels don't turn. Yeah, or they don't have none of the turn stuff. Yep. And um, I just got, I met this dude in Nuego actually. I was driving through and I looked over to my left and there's a white R32 sitting there in some dude's driveway. And so I was like on Facebook, like, yo, who's trying to figure yeah. out who it was? Sure enough, figured out who the dude was. And he has a 7.3 truck. He had to get some work done on it. So I actually just worked on his truck. Um, but his is a, I didn't know that they made this model. It's a GTS 2.5. So it comes stock with the RB25 in it. Okay. And those motors, uh, when they were made, they didn't want to spend more money on producing another crank. So that rb25 and an rb26 have the same crank okay yep i didn't know that but i've only anyways. i saw that on a drift video i've heard that said on a drift video that's the only reason yeah. i said i know that but i definitely dream car would is now a gtas 2.5 because oh, it has the rb25 man. stock yeah unfortunately yeah that, that's like he said the good things are getting ruined like that's that's one of those yeah. things where i was like man that was a car that was like semi-attainable for a guy like me if i save for a couple years but now yeah. it's in that level of car where i'm like that's out of my reach whole another level yeah and that's how i feel about this car <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly it's, it's like some some things are gonna really have to happen in the future to make that happen so to be honest i don't even know what year it is <laughs> <laughs> the car you just picked up yeah <laughs> nice it's a it's a toyota aristo so okay. it's a four-door toyota with the 2jz twin turbo from factory. From factory. Nice. And but it's right-hand drive. Right-hand drive. Is it manual? Automatic. Automatic. Okay. Yeah. Well. They didn't come manual. No. But it's a TJZ, so I don't well, need and all And it's twin turbo from the factory. Yeah. I mean, that's dope. Yeah. So uh, was it an import that was sold in America, or it was imported as because it was a foreign car? Somebody imported it here. Imported from Japan to America. Okay. Um, Under, like, the rule, because isn't it, uh, what, like, 25 years? Yeah. It's got to be older than 25 years Correct. before you can import. Well, it can be, you could go do a 2021 GTR R35 right now, but you can't drive it on the road for 25 years. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Yeah. So whatever, yeah, whatever you import, it's got to be 25 years. Okay. Yeah. To be able to drive it on the road. Because oh, you can have it sit in your driveway, take it to the track, do whatever you want, but you can't drive you can't it on the road. You can't license it, drive it on roads. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Right. See, that and that's I- what's happening. I know with the Skylines, like... Now that they're because I like, yeah, the R thirty like the much later skylines are starting to become available to be driven. Mm-hmm. So now even the popularity and like the R thirty twos are shooting up because and that's why the prices are going up too. Yeah, it's just the popularity in general. The the ones well, it's like a what like Paul Walker's skyline. The R thirty fours are available now, so people are like all over those. I could imagine that price tag. Yeah, exactly. So then, exactly, just skyrockets everything. Yeah. But being able to, I mean, even, uh, yeah, the four-door Toyota, I just, ah. Oh. So what's, uh, have you even driven it then, the right-hand drive? I've never driven a right-hand drive. No. Now. And um, I got this car with a pretty good deal. Um, 
Adam Beatty. Okay. Yep. Tattooer. Um, third West dimension. Yeah, third dimension tattoo in Muskegon is okay. where he works. Um, super good in the cars. I think his dad is actually like one of the number one right hand drive conversion people in the United States. So uh, if you were to, okay, so he converts cars. Yeah. Well, uh, does he? Is that for like a lot of like the male industry? I I don't. Is that the reasoning for it? Because I've even like anytime I get on marketplace, like sometimes I'll do like I'll just do right hand drive car, and it's always jeeps. It's always like old male jeeps and stuff, and very rarely you'll find some sort of yeah skyline or something that was imported. But okay, Hmm. a lot of times I yeah I'm gonna start searching that now too. Yeah, (laughs) you do it. You'll get all these jeep. Even you'll get Cherokees that come up, and you'll get uh, Wranglers that come up, and they're always like ex male jeeps, so they got bajillion miles on them, but Mm -hmm. they were converted over. So, I mean, there's got to be a company out there that's converting all these things. Probably, yeah. So, I'm wondering if that's what it's... Or is it conversion on a, yeah, uh, enthusiast level where people are like, I just want this badass car. That's what he was... His dad was doing was like the enthusiast stuff. So, yeah, people... Bring a Honda Civic and you're going to get a right-hand driver. I want a right-hand driver on a Honda Civic. Okay, that's... And he's like... I guess he'd fully import like the front clips too. So, it was like full on... Okay, so he's getting JDM stuff, Mm -hmm. flipping everything over. Because, yeah, I guess that would work out for the people that if you can't buy and import these cars, you can just flip anything you want over into a right-hand drive. Yeah. And then oh, that's sick. kind of like drift tax, you get the right-hand drive tax, too. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. But I got this car, pretty good deal, because it's, it's currently not running. Oh, okay. So you got to do some work and fix yeah. it up, get it going. But I think it's just like a crank position sensor. What's your plan with it, then? Just keep it the way it is and just drive it, do it? Or are you going to you want to manual swap the thing? Um, so after buying this thing, I'm kind of tight on money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, there's always that cushion period. You gotta. So I have a few things that hopefully like some pit bikes and whatever that hopefully they'll sell and, uh, then I'll keep it. But either way, I'm definitely going to keep it until springtime because I doubt there's going to be much people that want a real drive car right now in the middle of winter. Yeah. Not much action. Right. Um, but then at that point I'll decide if. If I'm just going to trade it, if I was to trade it, I'd go for an R32 because I'm sure I could find somebody with an R32 that will trade me. Yeah. And then if not, I'll sell that and just profit, just I guess. Just keep it going. Yeah. I say is that I know for like me, the problem is like the list is too long for like, I know all the cars that are on my list, I, I'm not going to ever own them all at the same time. Right. So there's like. And like, this, this car is not really like. A car on my list I wanted to own or anything. Yeah, it's just an opportunity and a twin turbo car. That's that's where I'm at. So I'm at with the Z right now. I, I plan on doing some work this winter to it, but then it's just like doing some work, and then yeah, either I'm gonna sell it in the spring or I'm gonna keep it. But if I sell it, it's because I'm really into like two door wide body BMW. I'm oh yeah, like yeah, I'm like. Like if a, I sell it, I'm like an E30 or like a 46, like a 46, or, okay, or even like the E92 bodies. There's a couple companies I've seen that just dropped an E92 wide body kit yeah. two doors. Damn. I'm like super into those right now. That's that's another like turn or like downfall on this Toyota thing too is it's a four door and I'm not big on four. Yeah, I, I don't actually, have kids. I don't have plans to have kids. Except or, for what are those? Well, like the LS 400s. I like yeah. those four door. And then what's the uh, the right hand drive Toyotas? Like Adam LZ has one of those things. Oh, the Chasers. The Chasers. Yeah. Those are. Mark really Chaser, are they, are they like a Mark Chaser or something yep. like that? Mark Four Chaser. So there, there is some dope four door. Definitely like some dope four door ones. And if you do them right, they can look. I've had, sick. I've had two LS four hundreds, and yeah. I will say like, they're pretty dope. Yeah, I like the yeah. looks of them. I welded the diff, and it, it's just like my SC, just 
Four door. <laughs> man, I hate being the price of being a blue collar man is you just gotta yeah it's like that's how i'm with the z it's like oh, i appreciate the fact that we were able to get this z and like we same thing we bought it it's got a bajillion miles on it it needed to work it's all cracked and we've been fixing it up it's like it's still sweet to rip but now exactly it's like well i if i wanted this bmw thing the only way it's going down is i gotta sell that thing yeah take some money i gotta pocket some other money i'm gonna have to buy a stock one do all the work myself it's that type of house but i don't know at the same time i like I enjoy all that hustle of the side of it too. It's not just the end product I enjoy. Yeah, there's yeah. some people that just want it's, the end product. It's the pride, dude. It. I like being able to look at it and being like, I built this yep. thing. Like, it's, especially my gold car. Uh, I've had a you know like the couple two forties and stuff, and people are like, yeah, that's cool. But now with this, I pull up to a car meet with this car, and they're like, people are getting out of the cars to check it out, and I'm like, dang. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, you got Sweet. that different thing. You kind of got that. If you get that angle on, yeah, exactly. It's like, what are these things? I didn't know these. What are these things came with the motors that were in them, all that type of stuff. Yeah. That stuff's pretty dope. Actually, right down the street here, because when I got off the highway, I stopped at the gas station and went in there and the dude was like, hey, is that one of those Lexuses with that stock uh, V8? Heck yeah, man. He's like all stoked on He goes, I haven't seen one of those in years. Dude, I bet there's so many people up here that probably got like motors out of those things and buggies out in the dunes. That's Heck why yeah. they, No, they do. Uh, like UZ swaps. One because they have a one UZ, then they have the one UZ VVTI, so variable valve timing. Okay, yep. Then they have a two UZ and a three UZ. And the three UZ is like a five. What is that? That's like a five three or five seven? Jeez, okay. Yeah, so like, like Toyota V8 motor. Yeah, and those are all in like the the Toyota Forerunners or Preruners and Toyota Tundras and all that okay, stuff. Okay, more of the bigger truck motors. Yeah. Okay. Um and then like the the GS No, what is that? An RX 430. So like anything over like over 400, if it's 400, 430 or 470, I think those are all UZ motors. Okay. It's like each year or each model they go up a certain liter too. So it went like four, four, three, four, seven. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, not a five seven. Four seven. Four seven. Yeah. Yeah, five seven is a big motor. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big old Chevy heartbeat of America. Right, motor. right. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but then it all comes into like they're not forged cranks and rods and they're var- yeah. or the variable vibe variable valve timing so it's like did they ever come in like a, a turbo factory option or they just were how no, they are just how they factory. are okay but there's like companies that have um bolt-on supercharger kits for like yeah. m90s and m112s and stuff like that which i thought about doing that to my gold car but i was actually gonna do either turbo or supercharge that this winter but i think i'm just gonna do for next year, I'm just going to do an NA build. Like, I want to do... Yeah, just get horse, higher horse, NA horsepower. Yeah, I want to do, like, bigger fuel injectors and stuff like that and run a, um aftermarket ECU system. Okay. Because there's, like, a lot of potential with those motors. But pretty much with, like, every Japanese car, I feel like when they get shipped over, they get all the EGR stuff and all the... Okay, they yep. get kind of, like, um, not bogged down, but... Yeah, just limited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying you got to get all that stuff back Because they didn't want it to outperform the American stuff. So Yeah. Nothing against American. I, I appreciate all builds. Like, Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's like one of those things. Of, yeah, I've got in my garage, I've got a 68 Beam Chevy with a LS swap in it. <laughs> and I also have a Nissan 350Z. That's, exactly. 
lower than, you know, on 18s. And yeah, it's all, I'm like, I don't care. I mean, I'd have a charger in there if I could buy one of those damn things yeah. too, but that ain't yeah. happening. So, I mean, yeah, it's go where, go where I can have fun and exactly like, like the 350Z, the reason I have that thing is I, I really didn't buy it with intentions of drift. It's slowly bent and I'm not like, I've, do you I, drift it? I've thrown it a few times, but like not really know what I'm doing. Just like getting my feet wet. Mm-hmm. I more bought it for like cornering and we had ideas of maybe doing some road track stuff. Okay. But Perfect like, for those though too, really. As soon as I got up there, I was like, yeah, fuck that. If I'm doing anything, <laughs> it's sliding. And then, like I said, I got into like watching these dudes over in Russia and I was just like, yeah, I'm not a road track racer, dude. Yeah, it's I hard. don't really care about a time. It really does take like a lot of practice and seat time. Like I, my buddy that does it, in Fort Wayne, he has a 350Z that he tracks, and okay. if he's not or wrenching on his cars, he's in a simulator. You know what I mean? Oh, Dude, like, that is on my bucket list. Yeah. I've, right now, I've been so I listen to a uh, a drifting podcast, and so many dudes on there talk about seat time and drifting simulators. That's the most important is. thing is drift time or like seat yep. time. I mean, because like right now, so like this summer, the only time I really got into it was like so I was driving it to work, and I I drive like over an hour away. Oh dang! And uh, a lot of times, but if it rains, I'm sliding the whole way home because <laughs> I was like, well, I don't want to like waste my tires and be putting tires on this thing all summer because yep. I'm driving it all the time. But then I was like, anytime it's wet in the morning full free on i was like that i'm not wasting my tires on and so yeah i had several mornings of on ramps and different stuff and up here i mean that's a good car to start too like good perfect chassis it's the track car too so it's got like the brembos on it i've got all the abs disconnected and i haven't pulled the diff cover i mean the the diff might even already be welded in the thing because probably has an lsd or something yeah i don't even know well yes coming from it but i don't know if they swapped the thing out because like i said this thing Um, has already been like Somebody else is already drifting this thing and sliding it around. I nice. didn't buy like a super nice pristine one. <laughs> I bought a nice cheapy. Uh... But that's what's cool about those cars are actually they're dropping in price right now. Yeah. Um. I, on my way up from this last tour, I found a white one on coilovers and wheels and had exhaust CD09 manual and uh, the engine was blown and pulled out already. And I was like, well, dude, I got a, I got two. Two one UZ sitting at home. I'll just drop it right in there. And he, I got him down to like a thousand dollars. But then I got the phone call about my dad, so I was like, "Fuck, I just had to yeah, go." I, I had to go. As far as the drifting stuff for like competitions, then what? Uh, I've I haven't uh, looked too much into like what's available around here. What What do you have in mind for like something that you're looking to do? Really, all there is is Gingerman in yeah, Michigan. Say, that's um, just... But there's the whole like drift indie league which is like drift indiana or drift okay. indianapolis type thing you know and they have a few um few different spots in indiana and I mean, then indianapolis is about five hours away from well for me well i guess from here about muskegon area it's like five five and a half hours um yeah probably Something about like that. that yeah and then there's a spot in it in like Zena, ohio they used to have uh why can't i think of this it was street something um, but they're all like super low key drift events, you yeah, know, like, like the grassroots stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like pros that show up and stuff, but it's, it's full on like a smaller track. So it's tighter. So they're not expecting you to have like a thousand horsepower to do these yeah. huge corners or. Yeah. No huge, like 80 mile an hour plus entries. Entry, yeah. Right. Stuff. Right. So it's all like, I don't know. I mean, like Falcon brings a car out there or something like, but. Yeah. It's all yeah. it's all garage built. I knew the Z thing was for me. It was like, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, we'll do the track thing. Which 
I'm, yeah, I'm not crapping on that. I'm sure that'd be a ton of fun too. And I would still maybe like to get that thing out to like Ginger Man and just like run laps. It, yeah. Before I like full blown gut the thing and start drifting. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I just know how, like for me, yeah, I was at the end of the day, I was like, honestly, I could give two craps about a lap. I just could, the thing I want to do is like nail a corner sweet side, like just apex a corner perfectly. I think maybe it's, badass. it's like a little bit more of a, just a little bit more of an adrenaline rush. Yeah, I, you know? I think it's too. It's got a thing where there's style influence involved. Yeah. So it's a lot of uh, I'm, you know, that's like uh, I never really made a good racer because yeah, like I was that kid too. Where I was like, I really only cared about the jumps. So it was like I'd be on the racetrack like, well, this section sucks. It's sand. I'm gonna sit down. I'm not gonna go fast because I'm gonna save my energy for the big jump section <laughs> yeah. coming up next. Like, that's fun. <laughs> that was my whole mental attitude all the time. Where it was just like. Yeah. I don't care about racing. I care about making sure I can hit this jump section and looking over at the camera or whatever. <laughs> like, and I'm still that way now where it's just like, same thing with the car. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, the track time's cool and those cars are fast. But man, that dude that slid like that whole yeah corner over there, that is, I mean, that's Style, just sick. Yeah. Yeah. And there's your own signature yep, deal. That's pretty dope. I like it. Well, don't, we're going to have to definitely do something. I wish my Z was running right now because it's still beautiful <laughs> out, but I need yeah. to get some uh, hoses swapped on that thing. Coolant system, I've learned on that. The Zs, uh, they have kind of a really shitty coolant. Well, they're just, uh, they like to get air pockets. If, okay. you, if you get any sort of pinhole or any sort of any hole in the system, there's a huge air pocket above the motor of coolant that runs up there. So then just air gets up there and then those things just overheat like crazy. Hmm. And that's what happened. I was on the highway like 20 minutes away and a hose got out of this little hole and was ripping and it sucked air all in there and filled the whole thing with air. And then all of a sudden I just see the same pegging. I was like, gotta get home. You Time didn't do like head gasket or anything though, right? Uh, hopefully not yet. I mean, hmm. there's no milky oil yet as yeah. of, but we got it home and I haven't checked on it. My buddy, uh, Derek King is his name. Uh, I think his Instagram is Dear Derek King. And okay. he's my buddy down in Fort Wayne that tracks his 350Z. Okay. But he has, um, he's about to swap his full, he had a smash 370Z. Yep. So he's swapping the full drivetrain into that. So it's going to have like the 3.7 motor, but it's also the HR. So it's high rev. Yep. And the transmission is the JK transmission instead of the CD transmission. CDs. So those are like all high rev too. Nice. But he's like, he had an R33 Skyline. And um, full drift car, though, like, clean, everything, super cool, lowered. But that was back to, like, the 25-year thing. Is It was, wasn't 25 years old, so he couldn't drive it on the streets. Oh, so he was just drifting it? Yeah, it was, like, straight track car only for drifting. Jesus. Yeah, sick. an R33. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> like, oh, your car is sick. You <laughs> daily that? Like, no, I can't. I only can drift yeah. this. So he actually just traded at – He there's a whole team that those guys are on down there called team breaking it's like all they're like these weird metallic blue color cars with neon yellow wheels okay and um he traded that skyline for a rx7 fc with an ls swap nice. just so he had a car he could drive on the streets legally and like, yeah and still drift with yeah, it yeah yeah see it originally so like this 4.8 motor that's in my chevy it's a 4.8 liter ls that's fully built by myself i built it Mm-hmm. And I built it to be a turbo motor, which I've never gotten around to turboing that truck. I've been how too does, busy. How does the turbo work in the sand? Like, well, that's a, I've never gotten around to 
getting it done. And okay. now that I'm getting to the point, it's been three years. And now that I got to rebuild that motor, mm-hmm. what I'm really contemplating, which I still needed to really inspect uh, the 350Z motor anyway, since I overheated it, since I drove it home last. I mean, part of me really wants to rebuild my 408 and turbo it and then swap it into my, in the 350Z and do a turbo 48 swap. Cause I kind of want to build a new motor for my truck yeah. and I want to, if I build a new firm motor for my truck, I think I might be over the turbo idea just for the fact that it's like, Run. I keep, I kind of want to keep it NA. Okay. Just more reliable. Right? Yeah. Just for, I kind of like up until the 48 incident, I kind of had everything figured out. Like this year, I really kind of had that truck dialed and figured out. And now I'm kind of at a point like with getting into cars, I was like, I could just build another NALS motor and I know what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. And I, because I'm kind of like, if I'm going to get into the car thing or I've, I've got another truck I'm starting to build right now, I kind of want to just have that truck reliable. Yeah. So I'm actually looking, if I build a motor though, I want to build like a, uh, I want to build a six liter stroker. So I'll take an LQ4, build a uh, six, eight liter stroker LS for it. That's what I want. We'll see what happens though. Cause that's what yeah. I want versus what I can probably afford and have the time and well, management, but. I know it's Ford, but they just put out that 7.3 gas motor. God, yeah. There's huge. Yeah, big stuff. Yeah. So, we'll see what I end up doing. Eventually, I mean, yeah, that 4.8 motor. So, like, that 4.8 motor I, is fully balanced to, like, 8,000 RPM even. I haven't even spun it that much yet. Really? To where, if I put a turbo on and put it in that Z, oh, that thing's going to be stupid. That would be fun. Just uh, set the red line down a little bit so you don't have to worry about yeah, that's what I figure. I'll just, I'm going to rebuild the thing and uh, put some new bearings in it. But, God, if I put a turbo on it, and I don't know if I'd keep that CD09. See, and then the problem is I've been, like, I've been looking oh, at some, like. CD09 is, like, the strongest transmission. Well, there's, like, two other ones that are stronger than well, that. Well, then I'm, like, on that. My problem is I just take things to the extreme of, like, I've been looking at dog boxes already, where then I'm, like, those are, like, four grand, five grand for, like, a used one. I'm, like, oh, man. Dreams. It's getting, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was, like, ah. You're you're doing it right with finding the right stock vehicle to buy and going, okay, I can do a couple of these tweaks and this car drifts and it gets sideways. I guess, but I wish everything I like doesn't come manual <laughs> and I don't understand why. Yeah, so you're going through having to swap. I mean, that's yeah. how it goes, though. If that's what The stuff that at the end of the day, that's what I like is like it's, it's people figuring it out. It's like, okay, this is sweet this car has a bunch of pluses mm-hmm. the one negative is yeah they're not manual so then you just gotta okay i gotta figure that out i'll swap Which, them over this aristo is a 2jz so it has a transmissions that bolt right up to it but it's now it's the price of finding a w58 or an r154 i'm not sure which one it takes but it's like those are like 1500 dollars transmissions okay yeah you know what i mean so that's just the trans yep flywheel clutch then you got slave cylinder clutch pedal kit you get it, you know. Adds yep, up. <laughs> man, it just keeps adding up and adding up. Like I got like I don't know six or seven grand just into my drivetrain on my gold car. Yeah, and that's just to keep it. Yeah, everything from breaking. And it's stock. It's like all stock stuff, really. Yeah, like, just OEM. buying all the best stock stuff you can get to yeah. put it on there. Yeah, but I save my money on some things like uh, like Collins. Have you heard of Collins adapters? Mm-mm. That's a company that does a lot of just adapter plates and okay, so whatever trans engine face plates right and um so they make like all the engine mounts and they make the trans mounts and the uh cross members and all that stuff and dude i probably would have had like another 1500 to two grand in parts too if i 
would have went that way, but I built all my own stuff. And instead of using normal engine mounts, I went to Dunham's and ordered a 20 pack of hockey pu- or hockey pucks for 12 bucks. <laughs> nice. Stacked them up, drilled a hole. And my, I have like legit engine mounts, you know, too. Like, you know, when you hit the throttle and your motor twists a little bit, uh-huh. well, that's like a second of hesitation before your tires start spinning, like your engine twist, your trans twist, your drive yeah, shaft. Yeah, it's loss of force of energy, right. yeah. Solid hockey pucks, NHL grade, your motor doesn't twist at all. It's just straight spin and drive shaft at this point. And uh-huh. Yeah. I even used hockey pucks as trans mounts. Nice. Yeah. I'd say it's got the tiniest bit of give, but barely anything. It's barely basically anything. transferring energy. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't have like an oil leak or some kind of leak that runs onto those hockey pucks i feel like they'll last quite a while yeah i mean i i've been i've heard of several people and i've my grandpa has a pickup truck that he had hockey pucks as body mounts he had hockey pucks as engine mounts trim i mean anything yeah, that nice. has <laughs> any sort of rubber mount that wore out it got a hockey puck drilled out and shoved in its place <laughs> they work and then yeah those hockey pucks some of them were like newer looking some were like way older looking but it was like they were all in there i learned that from kyle olsen when i was like 15 <laughs> yep. with 240s man that's sweet. Well, and that's what I mean. It just gets down to that type of stuff of making it work, and at the end of the day, getting out and actually doing something with it. Yeah, getting it out, driving the thing. That's that's what's like really important too. Is because there's a time on my gold card this spring when I wasn't quite done with the like the manual swap, and I was I was over it. I was like, I just want I just want to drive. You know, I yep. want to be in a car that drives. And then I finally got it done. Then the first drive, I was like, "Yep, we're doing donuts." Yeah, clutch kick. Yeah, it's nice when you finally validate all the yeah. all the work and the bullshit and the you're like, all right, sweet, I I did do it right, I figured it out. Especially, well, I don't know, like with the with my gold car, I didn't do like a little bit at a time. I pulled the engine and trans out, did manual swap it, and deleted everything all at the same time. So like, put it all back in, and then that first turn key, and you're like, man, I don't know if it'll start or what's gonna happen if you know if I have any of the wires even hooked up properly because I did. I like stripped the whole harness down to wires and just like, yeah, don't need this one. Clip, <laughs> clip, clip, you know, not sure if it was a ground that was grounded to another sensor or what. Just get a gun. Yeah. Went to town. Well, I think we're at a good spot. We'll get this one stopped. I think we got a lot of stuff covered. Um, <laughs> Before we go though, I get, uh, let's get throw out like your social media again. Let everyone know where they can check your stuff out. All future right. going forward, kind of like your brand. Everyone wants to get more into the stuff you're doing. Uh, they can check you out there. Yeah. Um, my personal Instagram is routely925. Um, it's my last name with 925. Um, and then my company is LFDF LLC. Um, future things with that is basically anything, if it's car brakes to stickers or welding fabrication whatever i it's anything that i get a i guess anything opportunity to yeah a chance and anything you want to take on yeah something else to learn i guess you know dope yeah. well thanks for coming in thanks for talking and uh appreciate having you come on yeah thank you